welcome back. This is Chicken Philosophy. Today, I'm going to be doing it a little differently, as you might have noticed, to kind of get a little deeper into the unconscious. So, uh, this is part 16. If you would like to start at the beginning of the playlist, you can click right there. So without further ado, let's get to today's reading. In scrutinies, he realized that... You know what? This isn't working at all. Uh, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. So, uh, yeah, let's just let's do this a little bit more normal. Nice and normal. Um, yeah, so, uh, let's, uh, let's pick up right where we left off. Let me get the light. <clears throat> okay, so you remember last time it was talking about how important his wife is to him? Maybe he wasn't sleeping with those other women. There's always that possibility. Okay, um, in Scrutinies, he realized that much of the earlier part of the book, parentheses liber novus and liber secundus, and parentheses, had been given to him by Philemon. This represented a disidentification. There was a prophetic, wise old man in him. Someone whom he was not identical to. A critical task of Jung's working over of his fantasies convinced consisted in the differentiation of voices and characters. I uh, almost forgot. Today we're going to do um, a little bit of not so loud. A little bit of the Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky, in the original Russian, that's how you say it. All right, so anyway, uh, working over his fantasies consisted in the differentiation of voices and characters. Um, is it too quiet? I think it's too quiet now. Let's make it a little louder. Yeah. I think it goes up and down, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> the following are examples. In the black books, it is Jung's I who speaks uh, the sermones <clears throat> to the dead. In scrutinies, it is not Jung, but Philemon. In the black books, the main figure, Jung's I, has dialogues with is his soul. In some sections of Liber Novus, it is the serpent or the bird. In one conversation in January 1916, his soul explains to him that when the above and below are not united, she falls into three parts, 
a serpent, a human soul, and the bird, or heavenly soul. Interesting. Which visits the gods. Right, the heavenly soul visits the gods. <clears throat> uh, thus, Jung's revisions, in which he now differentiated the soul into serpent, human soul, and bird, here can be seen to reflect his understanding of the tripartite nature of his soul. Focusing? Focus. Fokai. Fo that, that's Gerudo. Alright. <clears throat> I've got the uh, the Queen of Serpents. The Queen of Naga over there. Should I bring her over? Yeah. you've seen her, you cannot unsee her. That's the rules that I've just made up. So, we've got the serpent, the human part of the serpent lady, and the bird. Alright. Um, put her back in the east later. Where were we? Yes. In one conversation, wait, the, thus Jung's revisions, in which he now differentiated the soul into serpent, human soul, and bird, here can be seen to reflect his understanding of the tripartite of the, I mean, I've, I read this already, I know, but the tripartite, tripartite nature of the soul. <clears throat> okay. That's the end of the section. Scrutinies. That was a short section. How cool. Alright. New scrutinies. <laughs> okay. Jung's fantasies did not end with scrutinies. If he had gone on to prepare a further section for publication, it is likely that he would have edited them in a similar way as new scrutinies, adding linking paragraphs and clarifications. While he continued to question his soul, seeking knowledge and understanding from her, she characterized her limitations and his need for her in the following way, quote, I can grasp for you only what you already have but don't know. The beyond from which I bring knowledge to you is your beyond. I am able to grasp what you have, but you aren't. That's why you need me. End quote. Um, uh, just to, for a moment, channel just for a moment to channel my inner 
uh, like Protestant Christian uh, dude, Carl Jung. Um, your soul is you. That thing you're talking to that speaks with a lady's voice and is part serpent, part bird, and says all this weird shit? That's a fucking demon, dude. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I had to let him out just for a moment. All right, get out of here, you stupid hick. Let's get back to Philemon and the anima. Um, no, actually, I was going to rewind. Rewind, okay. Before coming to India, right? Okay, before all that stuff, before the yoga stuff, before reading Shobogenzo, before leaving the cult, before, okay, in the cult now, okay, that's, that's great, okay, keep going back, before all that stuff, before that schism, before that schism, okay, now keep going back, keep going back, all right. All right. Oh, oh, that was a gnarly period. Okay, keep going back. Keep ah, oh. ah. Oh, before I was in the second order, when I was back in Portal. Okay, back in the outer order. I'm back when my mom died. Oh, so much better memories than after joining the second order. Okay, now back, back before Dad died. Both parents. That's weird. All right. Okay, keep going back. Keep going back. Keep going further, further, further. Oh my God, they're married. What? That's weird. Back and I'm born. Okay. Woo. Good, good, good. Wait, I think I went too far. I'm in the bardo now. All right. Now, very old man, hospital in the early 70s. Why isn't anybody been? Went a little too far. Okay, a little bit forward, a little bit forward. Wow. Okay. All right. That's the right attitude, Edward. Let's, let's stick with that. Okay, where were we? Um, the subsequent fantasies circle around themes already enunciated earlier, but in ever-dispensing spirals. Wow, spirals. Did you know that the universe, the galaxy, and spirals and snails and shit? Isn't that cool? And the Fibonacci sequence and all that and... and, and and, and this? Have you ever seen one of these? Isn't it cool? This is spiral. It's so cool. Golden, golden ratio. Okay. <clears throat> yes, yes. Four-year-old. Uh, where were we? Right. Uh, yes. In the fantasies, after scrutinies, one sees a continued further differentiation of Jung's cosmology. New characters emerge, such as Fanes, Armavictu, Ha, oh, okay, the black magician that he consulted with about his mandalas was within him. Okay, wow, wow. Ka, right, of course. The Blackbird, a divine Arab youth. I mean, here, I'll just show you. <laughs> Minuritoth, can you control him? Yes, no problem. No, really, it doesn't matter who's talking. No, I'm inclined to agree. I think my balls should do the talking. Is that Schlenschnurnheimer? Yeah, so I'm not one to judge about uh, having multiple folks 
living in one's noodle. By noodle, I mean mind. The brain is just a switchboard after all. Okay, where were we? Um, such as Elijah. I skipped. The spirit of gravity, the Wotan characters who had appeared after return, such as Elijah, Salome, and Philemon. However, in concert with the development of Jung's eye, they too have developed. The entries depict the metamorphoses of the characters and Jung's deepening understanding of their interrelation in a complex shifting, uh, parentheses, and not entirely consistent, and parentheses, genealogy. For example, the figure of Armavictus went through a number of incarnations as an old man, a bear, an otter. Is that what otters say? Um, what? I lost my... Okay, a newt. She turned me into a newt. I got better. Uh, a serpent. Then simultaneously a man and an earth serpent. He was Eisdubar and became Philemon. Wow! Sorry. The black magician, Ha, was the father of Philemon. Ah. Ka was the father of Salome and also the brother of the Buddha. Wow. Those of you who said, Edward, that's not the Buddha, that's Amitabha, I retort, yeah, Amitabha Buddha. Um, he's not Gautama Buddha. Granted. Uh, not Shakyamuni Buddha, formerly known as Siddhartha Gautama. You know who else is Amitabha? In his appropriate red. You know who else is Amitabha? Straight from China. Meant to look like jade, but is obviously plastic. You know who else is Amitabha? Why, Edward? Why do you have so many Amitabhas uh, just just next to you? Because this is the West. If we were over there, I'd be showing you all my Akshobhyas. If we were over there, I'd be showing you all my Ratnasambhavas. And behind me in the North, Amogasidi. I only have two Amoga CDs. I'm a little deficient in my Amoga CD um, collection, I guess. I don't know. Unless you're one of those folks that believes that um, that, that this is Amoga CD. Actually, that's a little bit of a convoluted thing. Um, I've forgotten his name. Who was the guy that uh, 
was talking to Manjushri at the beginning of the Lotus Sutra, asking him, why the fuck is there a beam of light shooting out of the little hair around the third eye of the Buddha? Well, anyway, whatever na- that guy's name is the same name as uh, the Buddha yet to come. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, where was I? Um... There's a downside to being four years old. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Philemon further identified himself with Elijah and Kidr and claimed that he would become Thanes. Sounds reasonable to me. In the form of Jung's emerging psychological concepts, all of these figures would be viewed as aspects of the self. As such, these sections can be seen as forming the experimental core of Jung's understanding of the structure of the self that he explored decades later in chapter 14 of Aeon... Okay, it's time for the magnifying glass. The eyes are still 44, though the brain may be of Aeon, A-I-O-N, colon, followed by a colon, Contributions to the Symbolism of the Self, 1951. What about the symbolism of the colon? (laughs) A major theme that Jung was preoccupied with here was finding the right relation to the higher powers, the gods, with a capital G, and understanding the role of mankind in relation to them. He came to see that it was critical that one did not give oneself over to the gods, with a capital G. I'm beginning to suspect that Sonu is not aware of the subtle difference between spelling God with a capital G and with a lowercase g. Because if it has an S at the end, the G should be lowercase. Unless you're making a point about, like, different God names or, like, talking about the Trinity or something. I mean, okay, you know, stylistic choices. Or maybe, maybe this is something he's imitating Jung with. I wonder if it's just an English thing. Maybe in Switzerland they have a whole different way of doing that. But anyway, all right. Um, Yes, give himself over to the gods, but maintained one's human perspective. On March 1, 1918, his soul informed him that what was necessary was maintaining simultaneously a respect and disdain for the gods. And that this began with respect and disdain for oneself. Hmm. Okay. I mean, mostly I feel, uh, having read that, I feel um, an affirmation that having both respect and disdain for myself and the gods is healthy. <laughs> rather than unhealthy, as many folks would assume, I think. St. Benedict, if you were wondering. 
Um, drink it yourself, Satan. If you know what I'm talking about, then you're familiar with this. Um, where was I? Yes. This, criti- this was critical not only for humanity. Jung now realized that, quote, man would be the mediator in the transformation process of God. Right. End quote. That makes me think of the crucifixion for some reason, but anyway. It was a cardinal insight, and it is the center of his later work, Answer to Job. Toward the end of his life, in a chapter of memories entitled, quote, Late Thoughts, end quote, he formulated it as follows. That is the meaning of divine service, of the service which man can render to God. That light may emerge from the darkness, that the creator may become conscious of his creation, and man conscious of himself. That is the goal or one goal, which fits man meaningfully into the scheme of creation and at the same time confers meaning upon it. Really? Wait, where did the meaning come in? I'm, I'm curious. Where? Meaning? Oh, it fits meaningfully. Becoming conscious. Meaning. What is the meaning of life? Well, are you conscious? Yes. Well, there you go. Huh? Reminds me a little, sorry, I'm slipping from my four-year-old persona. Reminds me of um, uh, Bodhidharma when Tika cut off his left arm and said, help me pacify my mind. And Bodhidharma says, bring it out where I can see it and I will pacify it for you. And Tika says, uh, when I look for my mind, I cannot find it. He says, there, it is pacified. Life has no meaning. Are you, do you hear yourself saying life has no meaning? Yes. Well, there it is. That's the meaning. What? You hear yourself saying it. It is? Yes. Meaning is adjourned. It is? No, you say that. Sorry. It it is an explanatory myth which has slowly taken shape within me in the course of the decades. One can trace the inception. Sorry. One can trace the inception and development of this explanatory myth in the black books. During the same period, Jung continued to distill his fantasies into a psychological vocabulary suitable for a medical scientific audience. Thus, we see two parallel movements, a continued elaboration and differentiation of his cosmology, accompanied by a process of condensation of his psychology. Oh, those are the two. Got it. All right. In his paper, quote, on the psychological aspects of the figure of the core, core, like core, like Persephone, maybe? End quote, 1941, the observation of products of the unconscious revealed certain regularities, types of situations, and types of figures that frequently recurred. Chief among these were the shadow, the wise old man, the child, the mother, the maiden, 
and the anima and animu. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, Jung, I think, later determines that since he has an anima, ladies must have an animu or an animus. What if you're a lesbian, though? All right. Anyway, sorry. We'll find out together eventually. In this regard, he was attempting to determine precisely where these typicalities lay. Although, if you were strictly speaking, that just means you're from the island. Through establishing the connections between his own material, that of his patients, and the historical record, viewing and understanding such fantasies in this way... um, as opposed to regarding them in a disconnected, episodic, serial manner, gave them order and coherence. For Jung, they depicted the narrative of transformation and self-healing that he called the individuation process. On one hand, Jung elaborated his personal visionary iconography, his own cosmology and mythology, and encouraged his patients to do likewise. On the other, he developed an, a hermeneutic system by which to interpret the symbolic language. Um, we, when read in conjunction with his published psychological works, the black books enable one to follow the conjoint development of these two languages. During this period, Jung continued to transcribe the text of Libernovus into the calligraphic volume and to paint it. However, after the sequence depicting the regeneration of Isdubar, the paintings bear no relation at all to the text of Liber Novus, but are linked to further fantasies in the black books. After the 1917 mandala sequence, we have around 21 major images in the calligraphic volume. At the same time, Jung also made a number of related freestanding paintings and carvings. These images are active imaginations in their own right. At times, they depict and refer to characters and episodes in the concurrent fantasies in books 6 and 7. At other times, they form links in the sequence. So... While these paintings are in the calligraphic volume of Liber Novus, they directly relate to and accompany the text of Book 6 and Book 7. All right. Um, I'm going to leave, leave off there because that's the end of the section. And because here on my phone, a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, here on my phone it says that this video recording is at 30 minutes and 22 seconds, 23, 24, 25. However, I hit the record button some amount of time before I actually started doing the bunny thing. 
you know, the bunny thing. So I don't know exactly how long this is going to be, and I think I put in one little clip from the silent client. I am that that was how that that whole thing with the me and the different names and all that uh, started uh, was was the silent client. Anyway, it's from Gwydion's Astral Podcast, which is a close cousin of Gwydion's Astral Coffee House. And you can find it there. In fact, if I let 17 seconds go by, I can point you directly to it. There it is. Silent Client. Unfortunately, for that link to have appeared just then, I will have to let another 17 seconds go by before the end of the video. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 